calamity. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And Rubin's son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On Eye Racing, episode number six. I am Peter Wilkinson. Some, if you're in the Discord, will know me as Wilco. And I'm joined tonight by Braden Martin. How are you going, mate? I'm good. Exhausted. Back to work. <laughs> not getting to live the holiday life anymore, but um, but not too bad. I can't complain. These people who work a couple of weeks a year and then get tired when they've actually got to do the work. I don't know. It's terrible. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. <laughs> Um, how, like, we've got a big episode tonight. <laughs> I was going to ask him how work was been and all that kind of stuff, but it's it's crazy. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to do. I'm going to quickly say thank you to everyone who is listening to the podcast. Uh, as we said, the feedback and the numbers are amazing. The charts are amazing. We are pretty much sticking in Australian charts. Thanks to the people from Netherlands who are getting us on the charts over there, uh, UK and New Zealand <laughs> uh, and Slovenia. I don't know how, but thank you whoever is listening to us from there. Give us a shout out. Let us know who you are. Um, we also, uh, a lot of people coming to our Discord. If you want to join us, get over there, lockedonlads.com slash Discord. Uh, lockedonlads.com has a collection of all our stuff as well. I'm trying to do blog posts. I've just cleaned up my Surface Pro that I can take to work and actually write stuff at work now. So um, more content hopefully coming soon. Uh, if you haven't given us a review or a rating on iTunes or Spotify or any of those places that you can for the podcast, go do that now or subscribe as well. All that helps us get this content out to more people, which is what we're ultimately here for. Speaking of Ultimate, uh, Locked On Lads is also currently sponsoring Ultimate Dirt TV. Uh, so go check out if you're into dirt racing. They've got dirt racing every night, every day. It's a, so much stuff going over there and we are helping them out for the rest of the season. So definitely go find them on uh, Facebook, Ultimate Dirt TV, if you want to help them out. But that is the plugs and everything out of the way. I'm going to quickly talk about what we've been up to and then we're going to throw to a special guest interview that we've pre-recorded for you guys and it is worth hanging around for john from race car craft uh simulations has joined us and he had a good chat and wow the stories that man can tell uh and we just ran out of time so definitely hang around and listen to that one just after we go through a bit of what we've been up to brain mate you've been on holidays until a couple of days ago so you've been racing heaps We'll start with you first, mate. What have you been up to? Yeah, not racing as much as I probably should have, uh, but I definitely have been doing a little bit of racing. Obviously, we had the season finale of uh, season six in the Aussie car, which was at Bathurst, so we'll talk a little bit more about that after. Do we have to? Uh, I decided to jump in. Well, actually, no, I didn't do too bad. Let's go, let's go into it. We'll go into it later, yes. Uh, I decided to jump into a Ferrari challenge race at the Charlotte Roval. Why, I'm not 100% sure. So but I thought, you know, I'm trying to... Fixed cl- fixed setups, are they? they? Are... Yeah. Yeah, they are fixed. And I always forget when I jump into a fixed race of any kind how <laughs> awful the cars always feel. <laughs> uh, so I was a bit unsure. Uh, the reason I kind of did it was I was a bit unsure whether I wanted to invest in Mid-Ohio Sports Park, which is where the Skippy officials were this week. Um, so I hadn't really committed to doing that just yet. So I thought I wanted to do a race. Why not jump into a, a Ferrari uh, challenge race? Um, it actually started off okay. I just find it tough when I jump into those other cars because of what my I rating's <laughs> at at the moment. I end up in top split in the Australian sort of race times. Um, so I ended up finishing Ooh, 12th without a lap down split. after. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there were probably Oz only one split. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Got speared going into the bus stop trying to leave someone room and they just don't 
really get that whole leaving room thing. So that was a bit frustrating. Um, but I ended up biting the bullet and uh, buying Mid-Ohio uh, Sports Park. Um, so I went and had a few races there in the Skippy Officials. I'm actually glad I did because it was actually a super fun track, um, despite the fact that you can't see any of the apexes. Yeah, which, no. to be fair, and you're... In- <laughs> In your case, that might actually be better not knowing where That's you're going. It. So, Mate, if you, you can't know, see you them, you can't know. hear them. It's all good. That's exactly right. Um, so, yeah, I did a few races there. I managed two thirds and a sixth, all in top split. Just, uh, well just saying. Yeah. To be fair, one of those was the only split there was. And it was actually pretty funny because there was actually some cars in there that was sub 200 I rating. So, that was wow. something I definitely had in the experience in a while. I don't actually know how Is you managed to get that thing? low, but. That's... Yeah, yeah, apparently it is. Okay. Shout so out to all those sub 200 yeah. raiders. Go on for it. That's, good <laughs> That's work. it. Keep it up. So, yeah, I drove around in fourth for most of that race um, before Jeffrey Decker, who I'm pretty sure is pretty well known. I think he's about 5K I rating. I had an incident with his wheel. I think his wheel kind of switched off or he basically yeah. couldn't change gears and was stuck in third gear. Um, so, I caught him up and got into third. Um, uh, but then, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, managed to get into third, and then his wheel switched back on for about the last <laughs> lap and a half because uh, we were talking over the radio, and um, I managed to actually keep him at bay for the final lap, which was really fun. Oh, well done. Uh, race two went pretty good um, until I got speared off the track uh, at the end of the long long straight. Um, basically, I was in a battle for third again, which was annoying because I would have ended up having three thirds from three races. Um, and I basically was racing this guy pretty closely. We... Basically, we were a pretty similar pace. I was probably a little bit quicker, but nowhere near quick enough to break the draft. Um, and if you've raced at Mid-Ohio, you know there's quite a bit of draft that you can use. Yeah. Um, so I kind of decided, you know what? I'm going to stick behind him. I'm going to try and work out where his braking lines are, where he breaks, sort of line up how much draft, how close I'll need to be for the last lap. So I actually decided, you know, I'm actually going to be a smart racer for once and not just try and basically flog, flog <laughs> the whole car and hope that I managed to break break away um and got the perfect run did exactly what i did it set him up perfectly he went defensively to the inside um i tried to stay quite wide i was going to give him quite a wide run on into the right hander and then know that i'd have the inside for the left hander and should be able to um, push past and hold on um but he just broke like 30 40 meters later than he'd broke every single other lap and he was on the inside so he obviously (laughs) hadn't taken that into account speared me off the side of the track I got damage. Um, he went on, got third. I got damage. I managed to limp home uh, basically in fourth until fifth and sixth ran straight past me basically on the line and took uh, fourth and fifth. So I ended up sixth. But the worst part about it was I'd had like 2X for the whole race. I ended up with 10X because the two guys <laughs> that passed me on the line crashed into me uh, and the guy crashed me in that uh, <laughs> took me out at the end of the back straight. So I ended up getting 8X in the last... Five turns. Well, I was on the track, so that's enough to make it my fault, isn't it, really? (laughs) And then, yeah, race race three, I had another great battle with... I can't remember who it was. It was really backwards and forwards. Um, And then uh, I managed to get third with a little bit of luck. We both went around, gave each other plenty of room, but just net code sent him off. So I guess I kind of got one back, um, which made me feel a little bit better about getting punted the race before, so... So yeah, it was good. I had some good success at Mid-Ohio, so definitely recommend it as a track. It was really fun. No ovals this time around, though. Stayed away from those scary circle things, so yeah. Oh, mate, How about I yourself? Miss, I miss my ovals. I really want to get back in there. Um, look, I, 
all I've done is is Aussie car. Uh, so we did Bathurst, obviously, practice for that. I actually put some practice in for Bathurst this season uh, instead of <laughs> just going in the Ferrari around it and then realising the Skippy was a very different machine uh, and, and ruining my, my weekend. Uh, well, sorry, my Thursday night. Um, I, but look, we've been doing some other stuff. So we've got some things behind the scenes. I've been announcing it on our Facebook page, Locked On Lads, uh, where we're expanding the, the Skippy team's ridiculously so we're probably gonna have more cars than the 111 team this season i know we can't make jokes anymore it's horrible <laughs> i know it's uh we're trying to take it a bit more professionally obviously than we i have or me personally has because we didn't even have a team last season i raced for emu racing i've raced for dk nitro in the past um i've been a one-man team except for the couple seasons where i've roped Matty joy in but this season we're running seven cars the seventh car is sort of maybe being lent out to emu racing or chastity might be combining <laughs> with us at this stage so um we'll see what happens with that but we've been frantically we, we had some liveries done up by iRace design so go check him out if you want some really cool um nicely priced uh designs or liveries done up for yourself um we got them we liked them and then we sort of tinkered with them a little bit because we wanted to have not 111 where every car looks the same we wanted to have a very different look to each car and we wanted to have a different but but still the two cars in the same team have the same sort of look to them so you can identify team and driver pretty easily so we, we then went down a rabbit hole, both of both me and Braden, of um, <laughs> learning how to, to paint cars in Affinity Designer. And yeah, we, we've got some good designs. I'm pretty happy with how they turned out. So that's the the really big week for me is, is doing that and getting seven cars painted up and, and named up and numbered up, uh, ready for our team to take the track on Thursday night. So um and on that painting little shout out to julian my former teammate from doctor's orders racing um now sharp eit by tech one uh he definitely helped me out a big bit with a nice long video explaining a few things so um i was feeling a bit lost until i watched that so that was really helpful yeah so that that was an interesting different side of it that that i've tinkered with before but having a, a design to start with and then sort of getting to be creative with that like flipping the colors around um and just making things look slightly different has been really good fun. But then the next part of having a team is actually promoting the team and then having really good <laughs> pictures of the cars to promote. And I went, I'm sick of just taking screenshots and putting them up because they look good, but they just don't look great. So then I went down a rabbit hole of photography, uh, which usually I've <laughs> up before I've, I've reached out to Bell Photography, I think, that did some photos for us in one of the GT3 uh, Enduros. Uh, but I, I did some some YouTube videos and I sat there and backed around with uh, our practice session from the other night. And I've come up with some, what I think anyway, some really nice shots of the Skippies. Uh, and we've got a couple more to do before we announce the last couple of people in the in the team and show off their cars. But we've got the motion blur happening. We've got the, I played with the contrast and things like that and had to sit there and outline the cars so you could you know, cut the car and then blur the background and leave the car stationary to get that um, that real motion effect, which which has been really fun to learn and, and, and fiddle around with. So, and then fiddle around with some black and white backgrounds with the colour car at the front, which turned out really nice as well. 
So that's I saw I saw somewhere in the Discord. So if you're uh, this big big shot team boss team manager <laughs> kind of thing now, are you uh, more Gunter Steiner or are you more Zach Brown? I don't know at this stage. I look. Um, we'll wait and see. Hey, we'll, we'll get the end of, end of season seven. You guys can tell me how's that sound. <laughs> sounds like a deal. Yeah, look, I, I'm definitely planning on on being the the worst driver in the team. Um, so if that helps at all. Uh, but yeah, look, I've just been enjoying doing that kind of stuff, and it's obviously taken me away from racing. Uh, and this week, because we've got a proper team and we're racing with six other people then i'm actually putting a lot more effort into practice so i've been basically focused on the two different tracks that indy we've got to go around this week which is the other reason i've been putting in more practice because we've got two layouts to learn thanks ira (laughs) you're a legend two up season seven starting soon uh but yeah it's been really quicker than me as well yeah quicker than me as well technically on, on on a on a private server this afternoon i did get a really good time i was really happy with that so I'm not going to get on there tonight and, and test it out, but pretty happy with where I'm at, which is um, a scary thing because I don't know where that's going to leave me. But um, yeah, more speed, uh, more pressure. That's <laughs> it. That, and, and I think that's what last season was. Was I knew I was quick, and then I was putting myself in in positions where I wasn't quick, and and I, I was around people who weren't quick, and then I was making stupid mistakes and decisions, trying to push it even harder. I think last season was definitely me pushing the limits of the car and the tracks and then not quite being there to, to and just pushing too far multiple times. So hopefully this season is, is a little bit different. But look, that's mainly what I've been up to, team management stuff, which is new. But um, I hope you're enjoying the pitches. We'll quickly just quickly rattle off the team. So I'm racing uh, with a streamer from South Australia, uh, Josh, we call him He's Andy. What's his actual stream Twitch account? Big ideas, Andy. There you go. So he's racing with us, Josh Fidge Johnston, and uh, ooh, number two in practicing. In in practice two was was a nice thing to see. Locked on team up that high, but uh, we'll be racing mm-hmm. under the banner of the Man Cave Podcast, which is the other podcast that I do host on a Thursday night. Uh, and Braden here will be racing with Matthew Mites for the first season ever. Um, and He's bringing it back. SA boys represent. That's it. We've got <laughs> bloody four of you in here anyway. But uh, yeah, so under Locked On iRacing Podcast. Oh, the iRacing Podcast? No, it's Locked On iRacing Podcast is the name of the team. So the two podcasts will be going head to head. We are open for sponsor ideas. If you want to sponsor us, that's okay. Uh, we have got a <laughs> third team now. Tim Cornt has joined us. Uh, Aussie car veteran, but first season in Formula Skips last season. And did he what have a good season? So... Uh, happy to have him on board. Now, we would have had him in one of the more prestigious teams, but we've stuck him with Vic Ben Feltson, who's come <laughs> back um, because he can't quite make every race this season. So sorry, Tim, for that. And, and thanks, Vic, for helping out. Uh, yeah, it's good to have Vic back. So they're racing in LockedOnLads.com team uh, in the white, blue, and pink, which looks really good. I'm really happy with how that came up. And then we've got Nathan Verney, obviously out with injury this season, but he will be making, hopefully, a race tomorrow night and then a couple races just before the end of the season. We're going to chuck him in the last uh, Locked On Lads Discord team on his own, like I said, but Chastis reached out and said uh, he might want to race with him. Uh, so we'll see how that deal ends up. But that's the team. Pretty excited. You're Bad excited, choice, Chastis. 
I was just going to say, bad choice, Chasty. I spent three seasons with him, and it's it's not all that great. No, I'm not just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, we'll 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 yeah see what happens this this season, and hopefully plan on on season eight having the full four teams. But we'll see how we go for that, and probably mix it up a little bit. I know Tim's already out for one of the races next season as well, but um, yeah, we'll probably maybe you might end up with Vernie again some stage in the future and Mitesy might end, end up back with Vic at some stage with uh, the old DK and the old Sharp or Doctor's Orders or whatever you want to call yourselves. Um, but we'll see <laughs> how we go. So very excited to see what happens. But uh, like I said, we had a bit of a chat with John Lee. So this is where we're going to let you guys listen to uh, the legend that is Racecraft. Uh, the interview that we had with him. So I hope you guys enjoy and we'll catch you all at the end of the interview. Have a good one. And welcome, John, to the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today or tonight, mate. How how you been? What's been happening? Yeah, yeah, I've been good. I've been doing a bit of travel. Went to uh, New South Wales for a visit, a couple of the, um, the SIM companies, SIMCore and uh, a couple of customers over there. Uh, and then also went down to Melbourne to visit the guys out at, at Simrigs and um, and yeah my other suppliers and in, in Kosi as well so that was fun. Yeah, I, I was I hoping wanna... that yeah sorry yeah. I was just saying I, I was I just saw a break in the COVID stuff so I was like right let's go uh, <laughs> and then lo, lo and behold we got WA blew up so yeah yeah that's it I was going to say are you the one spreading it around I was going to make that joke and I thought probably shouldn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah so how was the travel anyway was good yeah yeah man it's it's you know we've been stuck at home for such a long time and uh, a lot of things I've been so busy as well and and so we've 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 had a little bit of break things have calmed down a bit and I just said right let's go it's time to it's time to have a little have a little break Go visit my friends and my family, and uh, and so yeah, it's been really good. And do it all under the disguise of work, hey? That's that's the way <laughs> you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's get into. We've got an old heap of questions here for you. We have only got you for a limited time, so we'll get straight into it, mate. What sure. what have you always have you always had an interest in racing and cars? Oh, for sure, man. Like yeah, when when I, as a, as a kid, you know, in primary school, always drawing cars, always building. Uh, cars and there's lots of pictures of me of an infant making race cars and stuff like that. And I, I remember one time in primary school, I, I, I drew this race car, gave it to this teacher I had a crush on. So <laughs> definitely, <laughs> de- definitely uh, uh, loved cars from the, a very young age. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Excellent. So, let's get straight into what is Racecraft, which is the company that you work for. Yeah. So, ba- basically, when I came to Perth, right, so um, I, I had my simulator that I built when I was probably about 17, 16, 17, something like that. I'm 42 now, by the way, so it was a very long time ago. Um, but we, we built it with um, equipment from from Bunnings, it was 25 square tube and 25 mil square tube and some wood, and I got my seat out of, out of my car and stuff like that. And that, that worked really well, right? So... Um, I was I was just playing mainly just the arcade games. It wasn't getting into like the serious stuff yet, but um, it, it was fun. Yeah, and I was the only one with all my friends from my, with a, uh, from my friends that had a, a racing rig. So everyone was wanting to come over to my place, you know. So um, that's how it all started. And and I when I moved to WA, 
Uh, well, I actually forgot the rig in Melbourne. Um, the, the house I was living in was so big that the racing rig was all the way at the end of the, of the house. Um, and, and I was at the other. I packed my container and it was full. And then we went to do our final checks. And lo and behold, my rig was down on the oh, down, no. down the other end of the house, and I couldn't fit it. So yeah, I got to WA pretty bored, and I didn't pick it up straight away. But you know, and um, I, I walked around, and we went and saw a couple of sim centers, and they just weren't really offering what I wanted. So yeah, so I started. I, no, I'm going to do something at home, and it just. You know, so I started my my simulator at home again and um, got a few different rigs, next level racing, uh, play seat. You know, all those brands you, you you get on and just basically none of them really uh, was up to my standards. So that's that's when I started to tinker. So and that's all how it how it started. You know, and then and then um, wasn't really meant to be selling rigs. It's, I, I had a couple of machines. I had four in my spare room, and uh, my my mates would come around and would play and you know have a good time. And it just came about that one of the the, the people I knew from um, a simulation center asked me if I wanted to do a job involved taking my machines out. And I said, "Oh yeah, I can do this. Sounds good." And that's really how it all started. So, wow. uh, so what a story. So. <laughs> yeah. Over in uh, Racecraft now, obviously, I I know you from purchasing my rig um, through you guys, but you obviously have a setup um, where you have a whole heap of different rigs that people can come and hire. Is that right? Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. So I started with with two, and then oh, so basically, my house was a, a sim center. <laughs> it really it had <laughs> it had four machines in my spare room. Um, and then I started building stuff, and it was all over the dining room, lounge room. Yeah, luckily the wife was quite understanding, uh, and uh, it was okay. Uh, but yeah, but now we've got a center that has uh, eleven machines, wow. um, and yeah, so seven that are identical. Um, that's you know RKS04 with Sim Magic wheels, who's who's developed pedals and VR. And then I've got the the four pro machines, which have different varieties of um, hardware. So I've got Tiltons on one, HPPs on another, uh, HEs on 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 one, Simicube, Direct Drive, uh, uh, also Fanatic. I I wanted to show people and give people you know the ability to come somewhere, try out the hardware before you actually commit and and buy it. You mm. know, and, and and that's something that I couldn't find anywhere in Perth, you know, like oh, no, no one specializes. Australia, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just having that uh, ability to, to go here, don't, don't, I don't want to be the salesman, you know, I just want to be the guy that helps you spend your money. <laughs> so you can make up your, <laughs> you can, you can make up your own mind what equipment you like. Here's what, what the world has to offer, you know, please, you know, let's, let's see what you like. So, um, and and you know, as a, a a racer and a consumer, I don't want to be told what I should get. I I want to make this de- decision myself, you mm. know, by feeling it, using it, and experiencing it. So that's why uh, I keep a lot of equipment. And, and there's there's some stuff that I I stock that that uh, you know I 
personally recommend. Um, but you know the, the choice is yours, and that's why I keep a, a range of things. Definitely sound like the man to go to if you want to know what the best is out there, or at least the options are <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, so we had you're in our Discord now, but we've also got some Discord questions that we're going to sprinkle through here. The first one's from J Mac. You've actually already answered it, so J Mac, I hope that yeah, answered okay. your questions about okay. where he started building rigs sure. and how you got, sure. got into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got, I'm, I've got a. Sorry, I was just saying, I've got a picture yeah. of my first rig. I'll, I'll, I'll put it up on your Discord channel so oh, you can, excellent. you can share it later. Yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed, honestly, because um, I thought the sim rig would have been the first thing into that. <laughs> packed away into the box to move. <laughs> I was, I'm a little bit concerned, but anyway, it's all good. It's, it's a story. I like it. We got a, we got a good story from Ryan um, Jones last week about how he's yeah, into commentary, that's right. and that's another great story on how you got yeah. into building race race rigs. So, um, yeah. Did did your interest for sim racing begin before your decision to create racecraft? Obviously, it sounds like oh, you have. But so, when did you get into yeah. sim racing? I guess and, and oh, in the timeline yeah. of racecraft. It, it was it was at a pretty early age, man. Like, um, so I think my first wheel was the the Momo, the Logitech Momo. Um, so yeah, ever since that came out, and you could feel the the resistance and the and the feedback. Yeah, that's that's when it really started. So you know, games like uh, I think Test Drive, and um, uh, there was one where they did that Porsche Challenge Test Drive Unlimited or whatever it was, and um, and even before then, I was when I went to the arcade parlors, I would always be driving, you know. So, yeah. there's some old classic car games there, eight bit color or whatever it was, <laughs> really, <laughs> really basic stuff. But you know, that's what I was doing. Um, and 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 I started racing ready control cars as well. So you know, okay, the, yeah. the the whole yeah, the whole uh, racing thing with cars, it's always been there from the start. Beautiful. What type of cars did you were you racing in RC? Uh just uh, touring cars mainly, four wheel drive yeah. touring cars. I start I started off in in off road and then and then it got too dirty for me. Uh, I like <laughs> my things nice and clean. So 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 yeah, on road took over and uh, that's uh, that's where I kept going for a while. Yep, I remember having the old um, yeah dirt buggies and. And by the end yeah. of it, it was more metal and, and glue than yeah. actual race car <laughs> running it through yeah. the dirt. But yeah, good fun. Yeah. I know a few um, people from so the race... Locked yeah. On. I think a couple of people from the Locked On Discord race uh, RC cars still. Is it Vic, I think, from yeah. memory? He does the. Yeah, Vic is definitely uh, one cars of the and stuff. RC guys. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a lot of guys doing that that are that are transitioning over as well. I and mean, it's sad to see the RC community, you know, especially in Perth, isn't doing too well. And, and you can just see more and more people sim racing now, um, yeah. which is sad, but um, unfortunately, you know, that's, yeah, it's, it's hard to, to go out and dedicate your time in a club. Whereas, yeah, the sim racing is just so convenient. Yeah, definitely. Probably just as expensive though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, expensive. for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, how has Racecraft tra- changed over the years? Oh, yeah, it's it's been really, yeah, really good. So, it's been really progressive as well. So, you know, I started off two machines, and all I did was off-site hire. I didn't really have a um, uh, a showroom for people to come in to, to use. I mean, I was hiring out a little spot in a car dealership to, to store my rigs, um, and, it, and just having two machines there wasn't really... Um, a place where people could come in. So yeah. 
um, it, 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 yeah. And then as the, the, I did more and more jobs, I, all I did was just pump it back into the business. I just bought more and more rigs, bit more equipment, uh, to, to the fact that, to the point where, um, yeah, I, I needed to get out of the house. <laughs> I needed a bigger place. And, <laughs> and, and it's just very fortunate that, um, I teamed up with, uh, a great bunch of guys like, um, Kim Ledger and Alistair McRae. So Kim Ledger, uh, very famous uh, uh, motorsport fanatic and, and uh, Heath Ledger's father as well. Oh, so, wow. yeah, and, and Alistair McRae, who is uh, a motorsport driver, rallycross driver, um, he's uh, Colin McRae's brother. Yeah. Um, so they approached me to, um, to join up with their, their company called Driver Risk Management. So they were doing driver training and, and driver education that sort of stuff and they saw that simulators is a way of the future and you know is part and parcel of what they want to do with um driver yeah. training so they approached me and and it's good that uh that we are now doing we're looking at and we're we're, we're in the progress of doing truck racing uh sorry truck simulators for for driver training um and in the future uh for um, for for young kids as well, from about you know fourteen, fifteen, that never been in a car before, good to come out to the simulator, feel the steering wheel, feel the pedal set, mm, yeah. um, before they hop in a real car. So so yeah, not only you know racecraft as a entertainment side of business, yeah, we we are now branching off to the educational side stuff stuff as well. Wow. It's not something I'd really yeah, I was gonna say it's not really something I've thought of, but um, do you see like. Mm license systems and things going down the track where part of your training might be getting in a simulator before oh, you yeah. actually take any tests or get yeah. out on the road. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's, it's going to happen, you know, it's, um, and, uh, it, it, it just takes away the, the, the nerves, the, uh, the risk and all that from, from putting it in them into it. I mean, it will never replace a real life, but, that little little part where they can experience it first, um, just to calm the nerves down a little bit, I think is 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 still valuable. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, like there's so many. Like obviously you have the skid pads and stuff like that for kids to learn the sort of the dangerous driving skills, but that just mm. saves cost and um, danger and everything. So that's a really yeah. good aspect to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I bet you when you did that first rig, you never thought you'd be tre- teaching people how to drive trucks in the future. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. <laughs> you know, I, I I was just building stuff and and improving what I had, just just for the for myself, really. You know, I never had any uh, um, thought about commercialising any of this. You know, it was just it was just for my own own. Uh, passion my own fun yeah. and whatever so yeah i've wow. been quite lucky to to be able to to change also to turn my hobby into a into a career and you know wake up every day and not feel like you're going to work so i know i know we are an i racing podcast is there any other things that you do like to build like obviously building and sort of experimenting with design seems like something you've always done is there other things that you enjoy building as well or uh well yeah not not really yeah I whatever I did I and I I built my my um my real car as well I did a I've got a I had a Honda CRX and I turbocharged that and everything I've done was yeah was pretty pretty uh, extreme so 
that that car was <laughs> was awesome. That we ran an eleven six down the quarter mile with that little front wheel drive. Wow. So, um, yeah, it was really quick and it was so much fun. But uh, I just found that. I can't. I couldn't drive that car anymore. You know, like the police are onto you. You, you get, yeah. you, you lose your license so easy. There's and and now that I'm older, got a family. It's hard. It's hard to to go out on a Sunday to do a track day or whatever. Mm. So you know that and that's why I I really started concentrating on, on the simulators because I could modify it without getting a, a, a yellow sticker for it. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I, could, I could go as fast as I, I want, you know. Like, um, and I didn't have to um, say goodbye to the wife and whatever. I don't have any kids, but you know, to 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 go and, and drive it. So uh, that's um, that's why really we, we went full steam ahead with it. We are getting way off topic. This is a great conversation. I love it. Um, so obviously COVID, we just talked about at the start of the show. It's been massive yeah. for the last four or five months. Yeah. My business has gone through the roof. How did yours yeah. handle that? I assume it went pretty big. But yeah. So like the first week of when we got notified of, you know, getting, getting locked down, had to close up. I was like freaking out to the, to the point where I'm going, shit, what am I going to do for an income? You know, like I started renting out the rigs, like full systems for 150 bucks a week. So I had, uh, I think, seven systems out, um, yep. bringing in 150 bucks each uh, a week. So just wow. to keep it going. Uh, yep. And then I said, okay, this is this okay. This is all right. At least I've got something coming in. And, and then... Um, then the sales started coming in, and then it just wouldn't stop. People like me, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, just went crazy. And you know, there was I was working for I think during the for the last two years, we've been working seven days a week, over fourteen hours a day. You know, just trying to trying to keep up and and make sure that everything uh, was still still going in and out. So um, it it was really good. It was it's been a really you know, sim racing and the whole industry was already moving up, but COVID actually exploded it. You know, it yeah. really put it on the map to the point where I, I'd get 60-year-old guys calling me up and going, oh, I want to do what they're doing on the TV. <laughs> you know, so that's that, that's something that they never knew about, but they yeah. saw it on TV and, and now they, they wanted to do it, you know, so it's it's been fantastic. That's it. Uh, I guess every time you thought you were getting on top of it, it just got busier as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. So, and, and because... Um, with uh, most of our competitors, they they were shipping out of China, right? So there's there was yep. a massive delay with Track Racer and 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 everyone just not getting any any stuff out of China and whatever they got out was was half-assed anyway, you know, damaged or, or missing. So luckily, all our stuff's made in in Australia, and my extrusion comes from um, Japan. So uh, I I kept on supplying. Um, you know, yeah. it was took a little bit of extra time, but I didn't have any supply issues because, you know, the 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 wheel decks, the pedal decks, they're all made here. Everything's locally powder coated, so um, that that worked to my benefit. Really, it was really good. Oh, excellent. Uh, so we've got another question from J Mac. Also, he was the one who was also asking along with Braden about COVID. But he asked, yep. uh, how much of the rigs evolved over the uh, his time, uh, your time building them. Yeah, yeah. So initially, my first designs were to um, to to suit the ProSimu um, two-off motion system, which is quite small. 
Uh, and so that's that's the way it started. And then then when when I looked at it, I go, shit, that is a bit small. And being in Australia, we got a lot of big mad Aussies, <laughs> so <laughs> we we needed something bigger. So definitely. Um, it evolved, you know, it, it was went bigger. I decided to go the angle arms because it just gives you a bit more leg room to get in and out with the angled arms. Um, yep. So I noticed when people were coming into my center and using them, they would come in and they would knock their feet against the, the wheel uprights. All right, so that, yep. that's why we, we went the angled arms. Um, and then there's the, the, the review that, um, that Will made uh, and he pointed out the the little bit of flex from the the alloy wheel deck, so we switched to steel because uh, yeah didn't want that that flex to happen. I I went to alloy because it was light uh, and it was easier to to handle, um, but we switched all to steel just to to make everything um, flex free. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's constantly yeah we're constantly looking things at, and because we use all our stuff, uh, I can I. I I know firsthand, like, okay, this needs to be changed or that needs to be changed. So, no, it's been good. Um, what's the best part of it about, about racecraft so far? Uh, it's, I think, seeing people enjoy themselves, you know, like coming into the centre and, and people are racing uh, and letting them experience what simulation or, or, or real simulation racing is about. You know, like... Um, getting them to smile and, and then to walk away going, shit, that, that was actually pretty good. You know, like yeah. uh, that, that was fun and I'd like to come back or I'd like to build my own, my own rig. So I've, I've converted so many people <laughs> from just having them come in for bucks parties or whatever. And then a week later they've come back on a, hey, hey John, I, I want to buy, you know, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure like, you've seen a lot of people walk yeah. in and then walk out going, Oh no, this is going <laughs> to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the bunk has been uh, me. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys quickly about this one story. Yeah. One, one guy, he came in, never been on a simulator before. He, first time he spent about four hours <laughs> in the center. Second day, another four hours. Came back the third day, spent another like four hours on there. Fifth day or fourth day, whatever it was, yeah, he goes, all right, John, I think it's time. I need to buy one, right? Um, and uh, he uh, he was trying to convince his missus one day. Oh, no. and, and yeah, and he was in VR uh, and he was driving and then his missus storms through the door, gives him the tap, tap on the shoulder. And I'm going, oh, I'm sitting at my desk. Oh, shit, this is, this is not going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just the look she didn't say a thing but uh the tap on the shoulder and then the walk off was uh i think he was in trouble but um he, he still bought a ring so uh, that was funny happy endings <laughs> yeah yeah that's it happy endings indeed what's the yeah. hardest part about uh creating or being part of creating oh, sorry what's the hardest part about creating racecraft itself uh i i think just Really, uh, it's it's pretty easy, you know. It's 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 fun and enjoyable. I think the hardest part about it is trying to to be, be a good driver. <laughs> you know, people expect me to to, to be fast, and I I'm not. You know, I'm like mid pack driver at best. And you know, whenever I take them take my machines out to expos, they're like, oh, what time do you do? That oh yeah, I I can do this, but I'm not that fast. <laughs> so, but uh, and they get really surprised. Going yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose yeah. I just don't have enough seat time to to really hone into it. But 
Nah, it's still fun regardless of where I yeah, how fast I am. Yeah, that's it. it, it I've found I'm a very much a mid-pack person, but I'm still enjoying it no matter what I, yeah. what, what happens. Yeah. So I understand that. Um, so here yeah. we go. Braden wants to know, wants you to pick your favourite child here. Uh, Racecraft <laughs> yeah. sponsors a Ranger series. Which is your favourite one to watch? Uh, I think it's got to be the uh, the NTS series at the moment. Um, the uh, With um, the JP Simshed, the broadcasting. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's that's so competitive, you know, and and also the AOSC is super competitive as well, you know, like the top ten twenty drivers are like point one apart from each other, you know, so it's a uh, really good racing. I I still can't drive that that uh, the V eight supercars. <laughs> I don't know how they're doing. It's it. Crazy, and I, yeah, no, I, I got one. Yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say, obviously, the only reason he didn't say that he enjoys watching us in Aussie car is just because they're not sponsoring that at the moment. So that that's the only reason why he said, no, yeah. not, not watching uh, Braden and Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that the yeah. level of skill there is probably the other reason as well, to be honest. <laughs> well, maybe um, from you, but not, no, the, not the rest of the Aussie car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's yeah. definitely some good stuff going on there at the moment. So excited to see what happens yeah. there. But yeah, I... I got a V8 painted up today, so I got to, that's going to convince me to, nice. to drive it. I've got to try and learn it. Uh, yeah, it's a nightmare to learn. Um, yeah. What What's the most memorable moments when you've been watching racing at Racecraft, I guess, besides the guy who lost his wife and got a ring? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, look, uh, it's it's all been memorable. We've, we've had a couple of Bucks parties in there and a couple of strippers in there as well. So so that, that, that was... Uh, that was fun seeing people in VR trying to race with um, a lady <laughs> doing stuff to them. <laughs> so, wow. so that was that was a fun day. <laughs> um, when you take I, uh, your rigs out for race days, what's the reactions like from people who haven't raced or haven't seen anything like that before? And man, they they look at the equipment and they're just blown away. You know, they do, they just have no idea like how serious it can get, uh, and that's why I, I like bringing the like the rigs out because when they see the jinx shifter, the dash with the LEDs on it, the, the, yeah. the steering wheel, you know, and the pedals, it's just, wow, oh, I mean, not even their race car has equipment like this, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So just letting them see and explain to them, man, it's, it's not a toy. It, these are not toys. These are not arcade machines. Um, and, and, and that sort of it's downfall as well. People expect it to handle like Daytona, um, but, yeah. but it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's so hard. Even on basic settings with a slow car, an easy track, we're always going to end up in the wall uh, or or the grass, and and uh, it's it's a fine line. So we try and make it as easy as possible, yet still make it still you know just to get them in, enjoying it uh, rather than going oh that's too hard. Do you, <laughs> so do you start them in a particular car first? Because that'd be part of the the difficulty as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So most of the time, it's a really easy track, like the Silverstone National Circuit. A lot of runoff. Um, yep. It's only one really sharp corner, and and a, and a pretty slow car. Like a, maybe the the Formula Three is a bit more advanced, but like the old, like a like a Radical RS is good. You know, just yep. um, something that that's sharp and pointy and, and handles well, but not not too powered, overpowered. Is there any? So, weird places you've taken the rigs to or any like any any strange requests for uh, when you've taken the rigs out no we're, we've done so oh we're, we're taking it to a surf show this weekend 
So down at Margaret River, the surfing competition. Yep. With yep. Uh, Boost Mobile, that's yeah, that's going to be a pretty strange one to have racing sims wow. in the surf. Wow. So yeah, that would be pretty cool. Oh, so, good luck, yeah. guys. Want to see want to see pictures of that one for sure. Um, yep. How do you come up with the designs for your rigs? We talked before about obviously getting yeah. feedback about the flex and stuff yeah. like that. What are other things that's, do you get that's to right. work it out? Man, the, the, the problem is like there's only so many ways you can build an extrusion rig, right? It's it's pretty <laughs> much, you know, so so really it's it's a box with those uprights or whatever or, or the angled arms. But so really it just comes down to the the wheel deck and the, and the pedal deck and, and the way that I do it, that I feel that um, uh, best suits, uh, you know, people and what they, how they use it. So um, I, I really can't change much. I mean, you look at the, the pioneer of it all, the, the Simlabs P1X and it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty much basically the same, you know, it's still got your box chassis and your two uprights and, and from there you can just add your little finishing touches to it. And same with the, the track racer TR160. We're all look very similar, but yeah, yeah, it all comes down to the other details, really. But um, hmm. yeah. Uh, so we talked before about you traveling around the country to see some of your suppliers and and the people you work with. How closely do you work with sim racing peripheral manufacturers and other rig creators? Yeah, yeah. Look, we we I talk a lot with George, and and you know, um, where I'm getting him to do my truck my truck simulator steering wheel with the yeah. indicator stalk on it. So wow. I love, uh, I love to, to be helping other Aussie companies as well. And, and, and I think the industry is big and uh, I have got no problems. I, I, I dealt with Brett from HRS for a very long time as well. And all those guys are, are really good, you know? So um, uh, I, I go down and see the sim rigs guys uh, and have no hassles in in putting my input on, onto their rigs and you know sharing uh you know bits and pieces with their designs and my designs or whatever so i, I just don't feel that uh you need to sort of make it enemies or whatever everyone's here we all can help each other that's it so we talked about how many different rigs you've got in in the show floor before how much time yep. went into planning what goes into each of each of those uh prototype rigs or each of those setups you've got yeah, look, look, not much. I really just build it, make it, and, and go. Oh, okay, that's not good. Redesign it, make it again. Um, and it's it's not a it's not a long process, you know. So I've gone through different pedal deck designs and different um, uh, the the sorry wheel design wheel deck designs as well. And I always make mistakes with my my plates and and stuff. Yeah, with measurements and that. So. Uh, luckily, everything's made here, laser cut, bent, and and all done. So it's you know it doesn't take long for for us to to fix something. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, cool. Uh, we got Jacob, new uh, person to our Discord, just finished going back through our old, old episodes. So thanks for that, Jacob. You're a legend, and thanks for the feedback. Uh, he wants to ask, mm. um, has it been trying to get a good work life? balance uh do you get time to stop and smell the fumes as he puts it <laughs> uh we sort of heard you don't before um yeah uh, you get a chance to, or is it just go all the time i guess for the last 12 months it's been go all the time yeah how, yeah how do you go with that, that that's it man like when when during our peak 
for yeah, it, it was just go, go, go. And I was getting home pretty late. Then you get home and you got to do paperwork and invoicing. It was it was pretty challenging. Uh, but but just to see you know something that you you love doing grow so much and 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 have the popularity and then have the respect uh, of the community as well. That I mean that really drives you. So it it doesn't. Um, yeah, the the hours I put into it really didn't feel like anything. But yeah, it it was it was a lot, and I, I was pretty happy to to have this little break, this little two weeks recently, uh, last uh, last two weeks. So yeah, look, it, it's uh been hard, but uh, very much rewarding. So yeah, definitely. So are you finding it starting to slow down a little bit now, or the people getting out, or is it more that you're just on top of it now and you've sort of got things in place to get. Uh, I think I think it slowed down a little bit, but but it comes in waves, you know. And and also, Piggers, we do both sides of the business. We do hire and sales. So yeah. you know, as as the sales went down, the hiring went back up because of everything's yeah. come back to normal, sort of thing. So um, it's it's been, yeah. You know, so yeah. Whereas before, there was absolutely no hiring at all, and it was just all sales. So yeah, it's 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 balancing. It's it's worked itself out. So it's been good. That's good. Uh, have you taken inspiration from any other businesses at all, not just in the sim community? Uh, hmm. Yeah, look, no, not not really. I've never been one to sort of like, uh, I've always played the safe card, you know. I've never, <laughs> just jumping and doing racecraft full-time was a big, big, massive risk for me. I didn't really want to do it. I was just really scared. So uh, I've always just... Uh, taking the safe route but but you know there's businesses out there that i i've seen and uh, and i don't really look my my main focus is i think you if you're passionate and you love what you do and you just concentrate on that don't concentrate on the money don't start a business because of the money do it because you love it and then success and money will come afterwards you know so that's always been my drive and i think it's worked well yeah definitely um so here we go here's the big question what's the most impressive rig you've had ordered through racecraft oh right yeah well definitely we've done a few of our stage six machines which is uh so that's got the the four actuators on the side uh, on the corners the actuator to do uh surge front and back uh and then traction loss as well so yeah i've, I've done a few of those and uh yeah they, they take a bit of effort to build, but you know, once you see it all together, it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, there's people out there that uh, that are crazy enough to, to get one as well. So. <laughs> so do they have to be like <laughs> packed up and delivered pretty much as being put together, or is that something that gets parted parted out and then rebuilt at the destination? Yeah, or? I, I that's right. So so I build it, I put it all together, test it, and then I'll break it down and I'll send it. Like in sections, labelled, and, and then yeah, for them to put put together themselves. But um, you know, it would be really nice just to put it in a crate and send it over complete. But but so many you know people at home they don't have forklifts and stuff like that, so nah. it's, it makes it hard. How long do you estimate for people to have, take off to put something like that back together? Ah, uh, yeah. Look, um. It, because we 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 send it semi complete and we send all our stuff semi built 
So yeah, the the assemble time is is pretty quick. Yeah. Um. I I, I, re- I recently sent one to Sydney, and before I could call him and 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 tell him what to do, he said, "Oh, it was all. Oh, we're putting together pro already. It was pretty straightforward." So it's like, oh, I, I can cool. vouch for that because I'm completely useless yeah. with any kind of tools, and I was able to get mine together. So yeah. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what mistakes do people make when they're put, uh, building or buying a rig? Uh, I think you just got to uh, bite the bullet a little bit and and get something that's going to be strong. You know, like I think when you when you get something cheap, it's it's going to be cheap. You know, it's going to flex, it's going to wobble, it's not going to last. So, you know, it, it is a bit daunting to put all that money out at the at the beginning. But you know it's such a great hobby, and I and I rarely see someone who who buys a, a, a simulator and then uh, months later say, "Oh, I don't really like it anymore." I mean, it does happen, but but um, so yeah, really recommend just just get the, the good chassis or whatever just to start off with. Doesn't you know, it doesn't have to be a racecraft one; could be a, a track racer one or a simulators one, or whatever. But just try and push your budget a little bit. And, and, and get a decent rig to, to start with. Ah, sweet. So I was going to ask what advice you had for people, but yeah, I, I'd echo that. Mm. I got the next level mm. one behind me and Braden knows he was there when it <laughs> happened. I actually broke the the wheel mount um, uh, with uh, the metal, yeah. from the metal uh, with just yeah. my uh, G920. So uh, I was, it's yeah. got a fair bit of yeah. flex in it. Um, yeah. I definitely regret not getting the big boy from the start, but I might have to talk mm. to you sometime later uh, when we look <laughs> sure. at getting that yeah. DD. Um, but yeah, what's the most important parts to building a rig? Like, you, obviously, you can get the whole fandangle thing with motion and everything like that, the gear shift yeah. spots and everything like that. Yeah. What's the most important bit you reckon that people nah, have? To so have? You, you don't need motion, you, you don't need uh, um, anything, you just need a good set of brakes. Um, so I think your brakes is, is, is very important. Yeah. So your brake pedal and you don't need yep. to spend a lot of money, but I recommend like a set of like Husingfeld sprints or something like that. Um, but definitely, uh, something better than, I don't, I don't believe the Fnatic pedals are any good. I mean, they were good at, at the time, but I just feel that Fnatic have dropped the ball a little bit. You know, so many other manufacturers have come out with awesome equipment. Um, and then Fnatic, they try, you know, want to release a bmw wheel that costs like five thousand euros or something like that but uh <laughs> that's crazy but yeah get get yourself a decent set of pedals uh and there's heaps of manufacturers out there now you know it's it's really yeah. good where well, i think we're a bit spoiled so number one thing decent set of pedals and uh, but then that will require a decent chassis you can't put yes. a, a set of sprints on to your pagnian uh next level racing rig and and you know that that it will just yeah collapse once you press the brake that pedal down. Oh, I, I have that exact setup, but I've got a big chunk of wood and metal underneath the, the, the floor to, to hold it all together. Because yeah. yeah, as soon as I put it, put my foot down. I, sorry, before I put even put my foot down, I know this is not going to work well. So yeah, got a whole massive yeah. chunk of wood underneath that holds it all together. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. What makes a good racing rig? I guess we've sort of answered that already, but what, yeah. does a good rig make a good racer is what I want to ask. Uh, I, I reckon it does, you know. Like you you got to have good ergonomics. You're going to be sat nicely to where you're comfortable 
uh, um, and, and then you've got nothing that moves, so you, all the inputs uh, are precise. Um, but a good seating position. I mean, I, I've seen some people race from their desk and they do really well. But imagine if they were seated properly, you know, like far out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely uh, a good chassis with good seating position um, and, and a good seat as well. Really makes a difference yeah. for those lo- longer races as well, you know. So, yeah, I think that's sure. the first thing we found in our enduros is everyone's like, yeah, my seat's not good enough. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not good. Pedals <laughs> and a new seat are definitely on my list of things I want to upgrade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so have you built rigs for anyone famous? Uh, yeah, well, he's he's not quite famous. Uh, well, he, he, got co- he got famous over uh, during COVID, actually. Yeah. Um, not not really famous, but I think he's like the richest man in Perth now. <laughs> I think his name's uh Lawrence. He called me up for a for a racing simulator, and I was talking to him about you know stage one, stage twos, and he goes, "No, I want I want the best one." <laughs> I go, uh, okay, <laughs> uh, all right, so, sure. <laughs> so yeah, we sold him a stage six, and a few months later, he goes, uh, "I want another one because uh, I want someone to race with me." So. So, <laughs> so we 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 got um yeah. So he's got an awesome car collection. He's um he he does online gaming. He he owns uh, Virtual Gaming World. And over COVID, obviously, no one could go yeah, out. Wow. So his business, yep, he's like worth billions of dollars now. So he's got a, a massive car collection. I think he's got the best car collection in Australia now. Like all the rare cars, supercars. He just got a a new GD40 that was delivered. Um, so if you don't know who he is, he'll probably be popping up soon. I think he was on BRW magazine uh, a couple of months ago. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. Definitely famous yeah. enough for us. So how <laughs> yeah, many, in, the yeah. stage six, in, in, in the, the stage six ones or the, the, the big ones, how many yep. cup holders do they come with? <laughs> as many as <laughs> you want. Because the... the <laughs> The, the motion chucks a drink out, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. Uh, so we've got J-Mac in for another question. Thanks, J-Mac, for adding so many questions to you in, yep. uh, in the Discord. That's great. Um, his personal favourite question is, uh, any chance of giving away one <laughs> on the Locked On Lads channel to a select winner? <laughs> I think I know yeah. the answer to that one. <laughs> uh, mate, I'll, I'll give you something. We've, we've got so much stock now. I, I will definitely donate something for you guys. So oh, I'll have no, a look at I'll, I'll look at my shelf and we'll see what's available and and definitely we'll we'll get something out. It might be I think I've got a lot of uh, Simcore Racecraft uh, dashes, so I'm I'm happy oh, to okay. nice. to donate one of those ones to one of you guys for yeah give it away. Somewhere. I've been specifically Maybe told by a few something. people that I'm not allowed to win anything because apparently because I won a couple of things <laughs> on that raffle page I'm banned now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Man, I've yeah. spent enough on that raffle page to get nothing. Uh, I can afford a rig race craft. Yeah, <laughs> same I'm here. I mean, that. I, I, I've had a couple wins, but I tell you what, my losses—they're uh, yeah, <laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> yeah. I think I had half yeah. the field in the jinx shifter just recently, and still missed by two. Um, anyway, uh, what do you see as the next steps in the sim racing in the future? Like, are you planning Man. anything to put onto your rigs? Like, uh, you got anything in mind? Well, no, not not really. I mean, uh, I, I just want to, yeah, do some. I'm doing um, re revamping the the F1 style rig. 
Um, I've managed to, to get some of those Sparco GP seats. So we, we, we're going to redo the F1 style rig and hopefully um, make that a more accessible because I did a couple of once off F1 rigs, but uh, I think I want to make one proper one now. So with that seat that's, uh, that's available. Um, I, I think I want to get more involved with, with the iRacing. I want to create a team. I've got some really fast drivers that come into the center. Um, yep. So I want to, I want to create a, a proper race team and do all that sort of stuff and get involved more with the community and stuff like that. So, yeah. I think that's what we've been Sweet. noticing. You've made the first step. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's what we've noticed since starting this podcast is like there's just so much more out there in the community you don't even realize until you start engaging in it, which has mm. been really cool. It's been one of the fun things I've yeah. enjoyed about yeah. doing this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for no, sure. It's, a, it's definitely been good. Like, and then, yeah, it's opened my eyes to a lot of things just in the in the six episodes we've done now so um we haven't even talked about your eye racing like what do you race what, what's your eye rating what do you like what do you do what's um, cars, what yeah my, my eye rating's pretty bad <laughs> uh but I, i'm in the f3 league uh yep. the f3a yeah f3a yes. league that that's been really fun i really enjoyed that so i've got a couple of mates from melbourne that that race with me there uh we've got a bit of a rivalry happening so uh yeah <laughs> yeah uh I, I did really well the last one and then i crashed and then it just went all to shit afterwards <laughs> after that it, yeah it went down we feel that pain <laughs> but yeah it's 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 good fun but uh, yeah i like driving the gt cars in, in i racing i can't do a lap of the v8 supercar anywhere for the life of me so <laughs> uh, i've given up on that one so <laughs> drive it around the oval you'll at least feel confident by the end of that <laughs> If you can yeah. get it out of pit lane, that's my biggest yeah. problem. But, <laughs> oh, man. No, definitely do that. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, look, John, we've had you for, for I think, uh, the amount of time we can have you for. We're not even yeah. close to what I really want to talk to you about, but yeah, that's cool. all good. Thank you so much for your time. Can you plug where people can find Racecraft and, and all your wares? Yeah, yeah, sure. So you can actually uh, visit us at www.racecraft.net. So it's R-A-C-E-K-R-A-F-T. .net. Otherwise, you can pop into our showroom down at the Perth Airport, 16 Grogan Road, um, Perth Airport. Um, if you can fly over here, that is. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, we've got we've got lots on display, and you know, always have uh, time to to have a chat to everybody and and um, and and show every, everybody anyone that comes down all the gear and all the equipment that they can have and can buy and what all that sort of stuff. So yeah. Don't be Excellent. scared. No, definitely don't. Thank you so much for your time, John. It's been amazing. Cool. And we will hopefully see you out in the roads when you get your racing team happening. Yeah, great. Cool. Have a good one. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Bye. Well, thanks, Braden, for organising that interview with John. That was amazing. Uh, once again, that's another one in the books for a really good story. Um, crazy to hear where Racecraft originated um and, and the journey that he's taken to get to where he is now and if you are keen definitely go check out uh the race craft stuff because uh you would not be disappointed just quickly Braden, the rig you've got um how how good is it how how good is it to be sitting in it all the time yeah oh i love it um the only thing that i could possibly complain about it to be honest would be the seat and that wasn't from racecraft so that's probably the problem um there it is. so yeah, no, it's uh, super sturdy. You know, every little upgrade I've done, 
um, has been awesome. And something we probably didn't talk to John about, um, which I know he must pride himself on, is the customer support you get when you've you know got things through him. Um, I know after I bought my rig, I was planning on getting one of the Fanatec shifters and um, I reached out to him to see if I could get a little mount for it and he sent it over to me, you know, no cost, uh, no nothing. So, yeah, didn't even um, hesitate to get the little plate over. You know, it's only a snorb little plate, but, you know, I was happy to pay for shipping and all those kind of things. He said, no, mate, don't worry about it and just sort of sent it over. So, you know, that's the one thing I think I've really loved about dealing with John is, you know, the customer service side of things is second to none. And knowing you're dealing with someone from Australia and that kind of thing, it's always helpful as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely, you definitely check that out. And like we've we've said in the past, when we've and, and he said in an interview, the the best way if you're going to get into sim racing is just spend the money from the start. Otherwise, you will be spending more money down the track. Um, just Guilty. upgrading and upgrading, you will feel bad having not quite the good stuff. And I'm guilty for that too. So. Um, definitely reach out. He'll help you out every step of the way. But let's get into results. We talked about Aussie Car before. We mentioned Bathurst. We mentioned that famous place and and how it it went. But let's what, what happened with you, Braden? Besides trying to take me out in both races and successfully all sharp anyway, <laughs> sharp et um, whatever you call yourselves took me out in both races. <laughs> but how was your experience, mate? Yeah, well, I think that's about the third or f- third time we've gone to Bathurst for the last round of the season. So I yeah. um, started to sort of get used to it now. So I honestly didn't put too much practice in compared to what I might have done uh, other weeks. Um, but, you know, I didn't have the pace of the really fast guys. That was, you know, glaringly obvious. But um, overall, two pretty decent races for myself. I think I had two eighths. We'll go through the results in a little bit more depth in a second. But... Yeah, I honestly couldn't complain. Um, got in a little bit of a dust up with uh, the teammate uh, when there was a bit of a uh, incident in race two. I think it <laughs> was, was. But great um, to watch on the yeah, broadcast was... too. Did you have no damage out of that? <laughs> I had not one piece of damage, not even a bent wing. I was so surprised when I watched wow. the replay back and realized, yeah, not even a bent wing. So I escaped from that one um, very luckily unscathed. Yeah, so coming out of Forest Elbow, who's someone spun in front, and that was a yeah, uh, so, Jeremy, wasn't wasn't it? Yeah, so Jeremy sort of looked like he lost the back or locked up or something, and he went over to the left. So both Nathan and I have gone to the right to try and you know go around the outside and avoid him, thinking if we go our normal line, we're going to just smash straight into the side of him. Um, but he got that snap. Um, yeah. Uh, understeer and basically shot right back across the right hand side and as you know when you're coming into forest elbow you have that little crest and as soon as we were on that crest and realized we had to break and it's dirty on that outside and i think it was the first or second lap of the race so tires are still pretty cold we both just basically locked up and um basically nathan went straight into the side of him pretty slowly i went very slowly into the rear of nathan and then i don't know if um I don't know if there was smoke from the lockup, and uh, I think Jason just nailed the side of that's right, <laughs> Jeremy as well. He came too. shooting in at a rate of knots, um, so that was the funniest part. Um, well, not at the time not, it wasn't, but <laughs> watching not, it back not for Jason. I was in voice with Jason, and it wasn't a fun night for for old mate. So um, no, yeah. no, and I noticed he hasn't signed up for this season yet, so I hope it didn't leave a sour taste in his mouth. Yeah, no, me too, so, but I haven't heard back from him yet. But um, hopefully he, he pops in. And I know he's got other stuff that he's trying to focus on as well, but, yeah, definitely it's not going to be the same without him. Um, so, yeah, look, 
what else happened in before we get on to my disappointment? What happened? What else happened with yours? Yeah, so race one went pretty well. Um, you know, going through the field, it was it was a pretty hotly contested race up front, um, as it has been basically all season. Uh, basically, if you're in a car that's green, you got a good chance of being in the top four or five. Um, or so, out. or both, <laughs> or spinning out, or both. Yeah, normally it's a spin out and then get back to the top four and still win the race anyway. Yeah. Um, but Alex John actually took this one, so I think this might have been his first win for the season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, look, I can't remember him winning another thing. Now I was sitting in chat with um, Chasty and Fewens and uh, maybe a couple others, but the main thing I got out of this was like James finished in fifth. Um, and he he lost the he lost the the toe just to, the, towards the midway through the second uh, the first race and then the second race he sort of got blocked out. But he said the main thing. Well, he, sorry, he blew an engine in the second race. Sorry, um, <laughs> and that was an experience being in chat when he's when he blows an engine. Um, but the the main thing he was talking about, and I really went watching the broadcast. You could see it the teamwork that was coming out of those both those teams, Van Diemen Racing and Topsy yeah. Racing was very interesting where they were just sort of making sure that uh, you could see it in the end of that first race where uh, Snell and John both were working hard so that Russell, uh, sorry, yeah, Russell couldn't get through um, because Russell was behind and then, but Snell was in front and they blocking the road and then Russell had to go right around the outside just before the kink of the chase. And then, um, but you could definitely see how they're definitely working together to make sure that A, people couldn't get past them and B, they, they used the draft and then effectively dropped other people off the draft is what Chastity yeah. was noticing. So um, definitely. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. And yeah. I think that just goes to show the smarts of some of those top drivers that are running in the league at the moment. Not only are we up against the fact that we've probably got a bit of a skill deficit, yeah. but we also probably have a bit of a racing smarts deficit as well, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> so they can race a, um, a one, a, sorry, a two Forty-one around two thirty-one around Bathurst, and um, still be able to make decisions like that at, at split moments. So yeah, yeah it's, it's phenomenal to watch. The the big one was probably the big smash that happened. That saw was it Sean get basically catapulted oh. across the track and whack into someone. And the funny thing about that was it doesn't get shown on the broadcast, but there was actually quite a big crash just behind that because I got I about that four was... or five spots out of that. Jason as well, I think. So. It was um, Jason. So Jason lost his rear end just as he was going through the chase. And I had, I think it was Tim just in front of me. And it must have been, it must have been Jeremy just behind me. And Tim didn't slow down fast enough to miss Jason. I slowed down enough to get past. And then as Jason continued to spin across to the inside of the track, Jeremy didn't slow down either, and Jeremy collected Jason as well. So between the, those three, uh, three and myself, I was the only one who got through unscathed. And then I drove the next right out of the chase, and there's just carnage everywhere. <laughs> there was wheels everywhere. There's cars oh. on the side of the road. It was just crazy. I think I picked I, up four or five positions in one yeah. sort of fell swoop. I don't laugh too often, but it was um, like... Okay, so how I think came off in the chase, then got back on, but then lost it again, and then went into Doyle, who then Doyle ricocheted as bad as yeah as off bad. that off that tire barrier, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he went straight into um, who was it? Jeremy down there at that stage, or was it Tim? 
It was Scott. I think it might have been Scott. But anyway, one of them, he just ricocheted, hit this thing and went right. Didn't slow down at all. And it was like the perfect pull shot where you just hit them square <laughs> yeah. on from an angle and took them yeah. both out. And yeah, like I said, wheels and cars everywhere. It was, yeah, phenomenal to watch on the broadcast. And I'm glad I wasn't part of it, to be honest. But um, yeah. And in the race, it would have just been one of those things where you would have been fuming, but you would go back and watch the replay and just go like, oh, what can I do? That's just not my night if I get hit by that. Yeah, that, exactly. So, so, um, so yeah, race race one went Alex John to take, taking the win, Ben Snell uh, up on the podium yet again, and then Alex McKellar taking out um, third. Uh, Isaac Summers got himself a ninth. So I reckon that would be probably a pretty decent result for Isaac. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely the best I've seen him, at least for a while anyway. So, um, so good job, Isaac. Yeah, I got myself a 15th in this race, so first lap of the race. I, I've I've told you guys in GT3 and Enduros how nervous I am as a um, starting my, my races and my laps. Um, and Nathan was unfortunately stuck behind me and he got to witness the whole thing in action. And um, yeah, to the point where we're coming down, we come over Skyline, I've gone a little bit too far one way. I've locked it up a little bit, got a little bit sideways then coming through the S's um, and heading towards a dipper and I'm offline. I see, I think it's Dean, um, Dean Russell beside me and or Stafford maybe and then Nathan behind me and I, I go to stop because I think Nathan's going to go past me on the outside and I put on my foot on the brake and he comes in behind me and then has nowhere to go and tail uh, hits me in the tail. Um, damaged his car, damaged... Oh, I don't think there was much damage to my car, but it was definitely damage to his car. And um, then we were obviously about 15 seconds off the pace once we got going again. So me and Nathan then lapped around with each other well off the pace um, for the rest of the lap, just hoping that cars would, would slowly crash and, 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 and <laughs> Which go they behind did. us. <laughs> and, and yeah, me and Nathan, we did the back and forth. We were doing proper drift drafting and everything like that. The only issue was I came out of Forest Elbow one time and I saw it from my angle in my on my net code. <laughs> he I got sideways, sideways a little bit and then he's gone into the Forest Elbow wall on the inside and the wheel has got ripped off and went straight past my nose, which balked me. And I thought, oh, he's damaged. Here we go. He's on three wheels. And um, I, I slowed down a little bit, but here he is. All of a sudden, the, the wheel comes back, and he's going full speed, and he hadn't lost any time <laughs> at all. So, uh, I, I've, the draft got broken at that stage. But it seemed to be I'd get away from him by about two seconds, and then I'd make a mistake, and he'd catch back up again. Then he'd get away, and then he'd make a mistake, and it was just back and forth all, all the time. So that was good fun to at least have someone to be racing around uh, for for race one after a silly first lap mistake. So. But yeah. then, so we race, did it again. Race two. Yeah, so race two, we got to do it again with the pit stop. Um, most people seem to have pitted pretty early. Um, but lap one was, yeah, like we said, a little bit of carnage with me ending up in the back of Nathan and Nathan ending up in Jeremy and then Jason ending up smashing into all of us. So it was a bit <laughs> hectic. But um, unfortunately, not only then, when we all got out of that tangle and we were heading back uh, up the hill the second time and coming across the top, Coming through the dipper, I lost my rear a little bit. And from Jason's view, it would have looked like I was done for. I was actually impressed that I managed to catch the slide. And I managed to catch the slide perfectly fine and drive off, barely lost any time. But I think it gave Jason and Nathan both behind me a pretty big spook. And it caused uh, Jason to then lose it a little bit as well. Um, and he put himself into the wall and then Nathan hit him. So that, I think he ended up 
completely out. And then I think I saw his car parked on the side of Conrod Strait. I don't know if he left the rig or, or so, what had so happened. It, but, was, yeah. it wasn't Nathan, it was me. Um, oh, I, okay. I came out of the dip bar and come around the corner to see you. Oh, that's right. I do remember that now. Sideways. Yes. And I'm like, oh, no, he's out. I'm going to have to go right to get around him. Then all of a sudden there's smoke right, which I assumed was your smoke because you'd lost it. And you'd set up smoke signals, and then all of a sudden I come through the smoke, and Fuens is there, sideways, <laughs> and I just collected him big time, and um, yeah. obviously in voice with him, I apologise, and he's like, "Was my wasn't his uh, my fault, sir?" Um, but I could keep going; had no nose, uh, the nose was, was broken, so I had no speed after that. But um, was able to drive the car. But yeah, Jason was driving behind me with a very broken car, was coming down Conrod. Now, this is one of the most interesting moments of my racing career in iRacing, where I see him coming down, Conrod, he he loses the car, goes sideways. All of a sudden, I've got McKellar, Snell, and John come flying past me. I didn't even realize I was, they were about to, because they'd pitted, and then they'd come back out, and then they were overtaking me again. And then I'm like, oh, shit, that came out of nowhere. I'm going to hold left. Coming down to the kink, about to head down to the chase, and I see Jason go off. I see more cars coming up. Um, Chasty's one of them, so I'm like, Chasty, go right because we're in voice. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Daniel Hedershide on the kink going down the chase has decided to go left of me. And I've there's no there's nothing but grass to the left of me. I'm folding as far left as I can. And he's somehow gone between the wall and me on the grass and then gone straight, basically heading for the jump. And I'm like, and then that's balked me. So I've gone left and, and gone onto the dirt. And I'm like, oh, no. Re-entry's going to be a problem here. I'm already busted. I'm going to be... Terrible. Somehow Headshot has saved it. I cannot believe how he got that car back on track. That was actually insane. Didn't even lose time. Came back on the track no. just behind Chastity and got the draft back up the hill. It um, was crazy. And then, yeah, got back on track and, and kept going. Jay, Jason's car, I think, was stuck on the side of the tra- track for like the next two laps, I think, before he finally pressed the toe button. He was just trying to, to get it home, but he couldn't. Um, but yeah, then just, just, I think I did a two minutes 38 was the best I could do with this nose cone. I couldn't even get it into fifth yeah. gear going up the hill. Um, it was terrible, this car, but everyone else kept on crashing out. And as they said on the, I think uh, Jay picked it up on the broadcast is I just kept on going around and I went from 20th to 12th with a, with a busted up car just because I didn't bust it up as much as some of the others. So we had <laughs> Hedershide do an engine, I think. Um, we had so, yeah. Chastity do an engine, both in the same spot, both identical. Chastity couldn't so even they, believe that he'd you, done it. I was going to say, you're in chat with Chastity. Did he just downshift too hard yeah. on the entry well, to the chase? or think he did, but obviously he's just gone bang, bang twice. He went back and looked at it and goes, oh, okay, yeah, there was a fair chunk of revs there. But he was shocked yeah. that it actually had happened. But, you know, like <laughs> he just went a bit aggressive on it. He said that. He just a bit aggressive on it, so... Um, yeah. But yeah, did he took him very much by surprise uh, that that had happened? <laughs> but uh, look, other than that, it was just interesting watching the numbers drop up as as people. I actually finished across the line in thirteenth, but new teammate uh, or new locked on racer Tim Cornt unfortunately got a thirty second penalty for pitting too late, uh, which we won't bring up too much. But um, yeah. I see don't make that mistake this season, Tim. <laughs> there's there's a, the meme channel over on Aussie Cars um, had a dig at him already, and he just said he didn't like that. I uh, didn't find it funny, um, but yeah, ended up put, putting him down to thirteenth, just uh, slightly behind me. So yeah, thanks for the free yeah. position. 
So race two ended up with Alex McKellar taking the win. So a uh, dual Alex wins for this round, a top split racing, um, splitting one, one apiece. Ben Snell another second, and then Alex John uh, swapping positions, taking the third, whereas Alex McKellar took the third in race one. Uh, Russell Clark fourth, Sean uh, fifth, and Dennis um, Hancock sixth as well. And Scott managed to hold on for a good result. He's had a lot of speed the last few races, but found himself in a bit of trouble. So it's good to see him get a seventh. Um, And then myself eighth, Jeremy ninth, and Nathan tenth. So... That sort of rounded out the season, um, which gave us a victory and a season championship in his first full season Aussie car for Ben Snell. So 18 points clear of Alex McKellar, um, who was pretty convincingly, what's that, 36 points clear of Russell Clark for third. So Chasty just drops out um, for fourth. And Nathan actually lost a couple of uh, couple of uh, positions um, to Dennis. Oh, wow, yeah. And and Chasty this round, so he ended it's up. It's another sixth. great result for um, Dennis, to be honest. Uh, always there, yeah, really good, six, top seventh. five. So. Yeah, I managed to come home in seventh um, this season. Then Scott eighth, uh, Dean Russell ninth, Tim Court rounding out the top ten. Alex John eleventh, uh, obviously missing a round, so he would have been a lot higher up if if he wasn't. Uh, Sean Doyle twelfth, uh, Ira Felberg thirteenth, and then Hedershide and Darren Lasso tied for 14th um, and having yourself there in rounding out sort of the top 15, 16, Peter, in 16th. Yeah, yeah not, a, not a good season. One definitely to forget. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of a bit intrigued to see if I didn't have that really bad round in, um, was it Lime Rock Park where I got caught up in that incident yeah, with we, Dean who took my yeah, wheel off computer, and, and then my computer dying turned itself off. You, yeah. It cost you fifth, 100%. Yeah. So I... I Probably could that, add that's at least 10, ten to fifteen points there. Yeah, just in that one race. So I think I actually would have ended up pretty, pretty high up, maybe even in fifth spot. But that's racing. Yes, mechanical failures are part of that. So and then yeah, team points for this season: Van Diemen Racing, uh, Russell and Ben taking out the championship, taking it off uh, Nathan and I's hands for the first uh, time in a few couple of seasons. Yeah. Uh, top split racing in second with both Alex's. Uh, Nathan and I managed to come home in third. Uh, Emu Sim Racing fourth, White Knuckle Racing fifth, one eleven esports uh sixth, one eleven esports pink, seventh, black sheep racing in eighth, and then one eleven esports green uh in ninth spot in the team's championship. Now I've had a look at the team's championship for this upcoming season. It's pretty beefy. Ooh-wee. So <laughs> is, at the moment look? it's looking like what, thirty two, thirty three cars on track for this first race? It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy, yeah. So just quickly, um, I think it's over here in the, stri- uh, the skip series info. And um, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 teams by the look of it. But I think there's also White Knuckle Racing is looking at putting a second team in as well. I just heard uh, today 32 entries so far. Um, but I think there'll be more than that. Like I said, there's a few notable exceptions already, which are people who will probably join slightly late. Um, but yeah, definitely so get in. Full on season, definitely going to be good fun. Uh, and consistency is going to be even more important Ooh. than probably any other season. You don't want to be dropping points for crashing out because if you go from a top five down to a, a 30th, that's, you know, a good 25, 26 points you're losing. Yeah, and and the the, the amount of um, 
Yeah, the the field is going to be extreme. So yeah, it's um, stacked. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, every posi- every position, every point is going to be more valuable than it's ever been in the past. So looking forward to that's it. it. Um, All right, I think that's enough of plugging Aussie car then, right? Yeah, Ira's going to be feeling too good about himself. We can't keep doing. Do you that. want to send that check off, Ira? We're missing a check at the moment. So, <laughs> um, no, look, I, I honestly, it's been a very busy week um, for me personally, and um, I just haven't watched as much as I would have liked because it's obviously a long weekend. I've had in-laws up and stuff like that, but. We're going to run through the results. I'm not going to be as detailed as we usually are because we've both been fairly busy. Uh, we will start with, uh, okay, let's go to the Skurlock show. Thanks for the shout out, by the <laughs> way, um, Skurly, for, for in the post-race interview. It was really, really good to hear and see uh, that kind of exposure and that kind of feedback as well from yourself. So you're a legend. Uh, Anscar Cup, we will start with, where this is the, the second of, of the triple... Uh, results that he's had that go his way. So his second win in a row for Anscar Cup. Uh, Skurlock got first, um, which was really good. Uh, I haven't got first names here for some reason. The old copy and paste did not go the best, uh, but Witcher came in second uh, in that race as well, up 18 spots, which is a absolutely fantastic job. Um, for Justin Witcher there. So actually jumped him up 10 places in the overall uh, season for only seven races starts, which is a, a really good effort there. So congratulations to you. Um, Richmond came in third. So uh, well done to you for Brian Richmond uh, and Raymond. Uh, so Raymond's had a really good season and that was a really good result too. So, yeah, jumped up a, a fair chunk of positions. So, sitting seventh, Matthew Raymond in the championship at the moment, but that was a very good result as well. Um, did I and- see? Did I see on the broadcast? I did try and tune in for a little bit. That so, there's some kind of prize on offer for if someone takes the triple crown on the super speedways, and Skurlock's won the first two. Is that correct? Yeah. So, Ch- Skurlock is the man that's still um, up into that so yeah the, i didn't hear exactly what it was but they were mentioning it in the trucks that he's the only person lined up for the triple crown still so um yeah it'd be very interesting to see and he's just putting on a master class at the moment as they're saying in the trucks he gets in these purple patches and uh just absolutely looks unbeatable which is what he did definitely in the trucks which we'll get to in a sec which i assume is is how it ended up in the in the cup as well but very good effort to Daniel G holding on to uh, jumping up into third overall, equal third with Neil Pearson now uh, in the championship overall, becoming fifth in the race, uh, jumping up from 27th to come fifth in that race. So very, very good effort. By the way, we're at Talladega um, is is where we're at. And um, uh, yeah, Talladega, definitely, definitely an interesting place. To, uh, we just saw it in the NASCAR with some interesting crashes there as well. Um, but yeah, a, a, very always fun when we go to Talladega. Other big movers of notice, uh, which we'll go to Ryan Jones watch. Uh, finished ninth, up from twenty fifth. So well done, Ryan. That's a very good effort. Uh, as we said, Daniel G up twenty uh, seventh to fifth was probably one of the biggest movers, um, and and uh, Witcher as well up eighteen spots. But Edward Foster uh, got up twenty places as well on the night, which is a very good effort. We'll have him on the podcast soon, and he's sitting fifth in the championship so josh micklemore is currently first 
Skurlock jumps up into second there. Only 45 points behind Micklemore now, so that's really good to see. Daniel G is a handful, 19 points further back, uh, with Neil Pearson there as well. Edward Foster's a further four, eight back, but then it gets real. It's just tight all the way through here, so Jason Martin, four points back from there. Uh, Hamish Gallagher, who's been racing really well just lately as well, 26 from that. Raymond Yeager, uh, another four back, and Joshua Carroll Walden rounding out the 10. Uh, 135 points off first, but yes, then there's like one or two points with the rest of the people in the field. So um, definitely going to be a good season as we move forward and go through the rest of the season. Uh, we move on to trucks, which I just spoiled before. Michael Skurlock won again. I did get to watch this, and <laughs> he was just not challenged. Um, he was never really looking like he was going to lose. He had it lined up from the start. He kept out of all the carnage that happened. Uh, there were six cautions through the race, and as the trucks go around uh, Nashville, I'm pretty sure we were at, um, it's it was actually a little bit of damage. You know, you, you could see the, the car's really dropping off the pace, so... Uh, the interesting part was heard him in the in the commentary. So we had Justin Howe, uh, the pest that just appears in every race series at the moment. Shout out to Justin, <laughs> you're a legend. Uh, just and troubles people. He just seems to be able to get on the pace on whatever he drives. Trucks, skippies, um, yeah, trucks. Uh, the sorry, the 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 Anscar trucks, anything like that. And Skirley actually said that in the in the post race interview that Howe is someone that he watches out for. He didn't even realise he was racing on the night until all of a sudden he saw on his relatives he was coming up behind him and that sort of put him off <laughs> because he knew he knows how fast Justin Howe is. So uh, it's, it's very interesting um, and well done, Justin, to be able to jump in. He just said he just decided to jump in just before the race, uh, didn't do any much testing at all and just, yeah, drove it and, yeah, that's how we ended up. So well done to him. Ruben Phelps, uh, another consistent week. Another, actually... I won't say consistent week. That's a really good result for him sitting in third. He's been there and thereabouts, but always seems to have some bad luck. Um, but third, he puts him in fourth overall because he's been so consistent this season. Uh, he's got five top fives and seven top tens. Uh, so he's never really far out of the top ten. So that's out of ten races. Uh, only three times he's missed the top ten. So well done, Ruben, on a really good drive. Nathan Clark started at the front and got fourth. Um, interesting drive from him. And Matthew Raymond was the big mover up 16 places uh, to finish fifth. So well done being a big mover in both races or being a good result, sorry, in both races. Um, the only other, so there's only 13 cars end up on the, the lead lap. Uh, and Ben Vickers was the other big mover of the field just outside the top five in eighth, started 20th. So well done there as well. Stephen Williams wrapped up the title, though. That was the last race of the season. So well done to Stephen Williams on a 45-point win over Luke Traher. Uh, Matthew Raymond in third there. Uh, as we said, Ruben Phelps in fourth. Very good season. Christopher Finlay in fifth. Kay Donnelly in sixth. Riley Curtis in seventh. Michael Skurlock, uh, two less races than everyone else in, in eighth. Up five positions with that last win. I'm uh, not sure why he didn't do the whole season, but um, yeah, definitely look out for him next season if he goes ahead. Uh, Aiden Schultz and Gary Wellman finishing out the top 10 there, equal ninth. So well done to everyone involved. Should we mention it? Should I say Ryan Jones ended up in 11th for the season? Congratulations. Only, only seven races too. <laughs> yeah, It's actually pretty races. impressive. We hate, we hate to say that, but it's actually pretty impressive. <laughs> so he, out of seven races, one win, four top fives, uh, which which and but never out never 
if he's outside the top five, he doesn't finish in the top ten. But there, there's the difference <laughs> there. So half the fi- half the races, um, just about is in the top five or just just over half the fa- uh, top five. So yeah, well done, very good effort. Uh, the other one that's interesting was Carl um, Withy, uh, one the commentator for the series, actually got a race in, and um, I was excited to see where he was going to end up. And however, he had VR trouble and ended up pulling out before he wrecked someone's race unfortunately so a shame there hopefully carl get in the car a bit more often we'll see what skills he's got uh we'll then quickly go on to two little bits of speedway and then i'll stop talking and Braden can talk about what's happening in scops uh coming up uh but basically odse's had two uh different dirt track races this week one broadcast one not uh the sprint cars went for round three uh they went to lernerville speedway which is a very interesting track with no walls um and made for some very interesting racing because it just took a little bit for people to get up and over the edge and they were gone so it's um, an interesting name calling it learnerville when yeah <laughs> it's clearly not for learners i know it's spelled no. differently but i don't yeah. know if i'm learning how to drive a sprint car if i'm wanting to have no rules to save me from flying off the track yeah no it was look it was very interesting and um Look, Tim Ryan, once again, masterclass, um, won the race, has a commanding lead in the series now. Uh, very, very good effort. Uh, Josh Barry came in second, Daniel Evans third, uh, Joel Berkeley fourth, and, oh, this is qualifying I'm looking at, sorry. They've, that was a quick time, so Blake Walsh in fifth. Uh, it then all got crazy without the wall and cars dropping out. Um, it was it was definitely interesting to watch those first, first five heats. Um, yeah, it was always the person who qualified the fastest got through because uh, they were the person who was staying out of the trouble. If you could stay out of trouble, you, you could definitely get through. But when it got to the C main and the B main, that's when it started getting interesting. Uh, Braden Chute had a really good race in the C main. Uh, him and Trent Grosley, uh, Grosley were the ones who got through uh, into the B main from that one. And then that was the interesting part. So Braden Chute, who got into the B main from the C main, uh, started from the back in the B main and actually charged through uh, to get second place in the B main behind Barry Baldwin, who we do have lined up for the podcast in a couple of weeks' time, and he's the person behind ODSE. So uh, Braden, Brady put on a very, very good race in that one to basically take charge and lead from the front. Uh, Hobbo came in third and Michael, uh, sorry, Matthew Rolfe came in fourth. So well done for you guys for getting through to the A main through the B main. Um, so Tim Ryan won the battle over day, Daniel Evans uh, for pole in a very, very interesting little pole shootout. So we haven't seen much of the pole shootout um, covered in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed. But this week it was a uh, last man standing type of event where the, the bottom two would race off, the winner stays on. And then as you go through for the, the top 10 fast uh, quali- first qualifiers um, until the last person left was the person who started at front, and that was Tim Ryan. So um, it was very interesting to watch that. Uh, and that's as far as I got in the broadcast, unfortunately, because I just haven't had time. But it was really, really interesting to watch that. Uh, however, look, there was a couple early yellows bunching the field up um, before 23 laps green. Uh, Tim Ryan extended his leave over Berkeley. Uh, this is basically straight from the Facebook page, unfortunately. So um, Tim Ryan dominated and, and won. As, as I said at the start, Aiden, um, Aiden, <laughs> uh, 
beeline. Uh, I've heard it many times because he's always going so well. Um, snuck in front of uh, Clayton Davies, who was the winner, uh, the only other winner besides um, Tim Ryan for the season so far to get um, to get second over Clayton for third. Uh, Brady finished fourth, which was an excellent effort considering he came from the B main, so he had to start from the the back basically. So. Um, 21st position was where he started, uh, and Daniel Evans rounded out the top five. Uh, next week, they end up at Williams Grove Speedway, uh, round four, but they're really enjoying watching, um, when I can, the, um, the, the sprint cars. They're really doing a good effort there. So, hope, have you been catching any of it, Braden, before I go too far? Yeah, I, I caught last week's one, um, but I definitely didn't catch this week's one, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. No, it is definitely worth watch. It's on SimSpeed TV, so check it out on a Monday night. No, Thursday night after our races. So straight into yep. it after Aussie Car finishes up. Uh, then on Monday night, which is what uh, they just started up this week, was ODSE Stampede. Uh, 100 people entered. Uh, there was 54 of, 56 of the cars made the the call on Monday night to go to Knoxville and race around in the midgets. Um, one of Locked On Racing's actually had a Locked On Racing car in this. So well done to Matthew Joy, who made it through to the B-Mate. Uh, unfortunately, lost it in, in an incident into the wall there, which knocked him out of the B-Mate and couldn't progress any further. But qualifying on the night saw very familiar names once again. Joe Berkeley, Joel Berkeley, sorry, Clayton Tilly, Bob King, Darcy Williamson and Kane Della. Uh, take the top five spots. Um, then apparently, because none of this is broadcast, I wanted to get Maddie's um replay, but it didn't quite save properly. But um, uh, Braden Shute, we we talked about again, seems to be a C and B main specialist. Uh, and and Hobbo as well survived the onslaught to transfer to the B main. Um, in the B main, won by Braden Shute after coming from the C main, which is an awesome effort. Uh, Callum Davis, uh, Graham Smith and Blake Walsh also transferred through uh, 30 laps for the uh, A-Main. Um, there was four cautions occurring in the first 10 laps, which is not the best, but um, definitely the midgets getting a, trying to broad, broaden their shoulders and take on a few other midgets at the same time. So, um, look, it went really well uh, for the next sort of 20 laps and... Um, Berkeley and, and Harry Stewart sort of put on a fantastic raid for the lead uh, with Berkeley prevailing uh, over Stewart's. Uh, and Clayton Davies, name we've mentioned again, uh, would take out third place on the podium. So next week they head to Cedar Lake Speedway, round two. Uh, and it is a six-week series. And like I said, we've got some skin in the game. We've got Matty Joy Racing locked on uh, iRacing. It's actually locked on I, um, podcast colours as well, iRacing podcast. So... Um, Definitely go, and we well, can't check it out, but definitely we'll keep an eye on how he goes. And racing in VR now, so yeah, he said uh, twenty car field sort of killed his frame rate, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting to hear how he's going and preparing for it all. So, Braden, mate, we got Scops next week, another huge week of results. I apologise for <laughs> everyone for next week, and we've also got a guest. So next week's episode is going to be about two and a half hours, but. <laughs> Where are we going, mate? And what's happening next week? Well, we're actually not looking that far off this week, <laughs> that kind of yeah. time. Yeah, so after about a, probably, what was it, three or four week layoff since Sebring, uh, Scops is finally back. So this week they head uh, into our own backyard and go to Oran Park. So that's going to be a really interesting for some racing. I know 
what it's like driving a Skip Barber around that track. I can only imagine what it's like to drive a V8 supercar around there. So that's definitely going to be interesting to watch. It's a super sprint round this week, um, which is the same format as it was for Sebring. Um, and I'm really looking forward to sitting down and watching that on Sunday. So that's on the main Scops will be on the Sunday, which is the 2nd of May. Uh, broadcast starts from 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on SimSpeed. But you can also catch the support series on the Friday night. And what's uh, do you have the list there of what's actually in the support series? I'm frantically trying to find it now. That's something I thought we would have and I just didn't put it up. Um, no, I don't. It should be the the support series on the It's obviously Friday the old school is... V8s. Yes. Um, but then it's oh, just trying to find out whether it's um, the the trucks again or not, or whether they're chucking yeah, someone the else Yeah, the jumpy trucks. Um, yeah, I don't have that on me. That's okay. No problems. I will uh, suss it out and try and get to it later. Uh, just quickly to one result, I didn't quite uh, get full answers for and i've just lost it again is into sim esports network had their we've been plugging that the last couple of weeks from aiden schultz there uh they had their first race on the weekend uh on friday night sorry unfortunately the broadcast didn't get saved uh it's got stuffed up so there's no there's there's no video to watch um however the results were in they did the trucks um about um they did the trucks. Jason Martin got first and Edward Foster again. We're talking about him. He got second and third place was Michael Skurlock, a name that is very familiar. Uh, so it was uh, 28 trucks lined up in Indianapolis Speedway for an 80 laps uh, hit out. So well done to all those. The footage of the pictures that showed the finish, there was a bit of paint in between first and second there. So... Uh, Edward Foster almost got him on the line, so very, very well done, guys, uh, to a very close race finish. So next week, uh, they do head in this switch-up series. They're heading to Watkins Glen Boot in the Dallara IR18 IndyCar. So we'll be seeing the same guys driving a very different car at a very different track, which will be very interesting to see. But yeah, that's the results. <laughs> We'll be way over time. <laughs> Everyone can um, take a deep breath on that one. <laughs> and like I said, look, well, I, I'd love to cover it a lot better uh, if I had more time to be able to sit there and watch it. And like I said, I've, I'm working on ways to be able to do that. Um, it's almost a full-time job just keeping up with all the results at the moment. Uh, but yeah, life with in-laws up and, and a long weekend and all that other kind of stuff just made it hard to cover this week. But apologies for that. Hopefully we did our best. Uh, we did do our best, but hopefully it was good enough. Uh, let's move on to the news <laughs> and updates. So we had another patch this week, a hotfix uh, one for patch four. Not a lot to really talk about. iRacing setups have been added for the legacy V8 supercars for some reason. Yeah, um, found that interesting. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense to me. But anyway, uh, some track parameters have been adjusted slightly on Charlotte Motor Speedway on the Oval. So that's interesting as well. I don't know what they've what they would have fixed there, but obviously there was some issues for an upcoming race. Um, the peripheral it's also section... the 2018 one as well. So it's also obviously the older track as well. So yeah. So I don't know. Uh, there, there's something there that's changed. Um, so there was a fixed uh, crash desktop issue that that could trigger when moving 
from a practice server to the race server uh, to a null reference um, that's for peripherals. Uh, the Thrustmaster 1 wheel API has been temporarily reverted while uh, we work with the Thrustmaster to improve our support for it and the previous force feedback issues remain fixed with this change. So that's pretty much the patch notes. There's not much there. Um, no. do you, anything exciting about that? Just obviously if you're driving... I don't know who'd be driving legacy that would need iRacing racing setups, but anyway, it's there. I don't know. I'm guessing that's probably just a car they hadn't got to maybe at some point of developing their own, you know, standard setups for. So maybe they've just gone yeah. back and fixed that up. Okay. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. Anyway, that's been a week. Um, we'll do some shout outs and outro in a sec. Um, where are we ready to announce who we've got for the next couple of weeks in the, in the lineup or not? I think we can. We'll definitely yeah. go next week. Um, so next week we have Skeller. Is that who we've got next week? Is that confirmed? This is terrible podcasting. I'm really sorry for this. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's right. Really so next week night. we've got Jamie, Jamie Skeller, Skeller. Uh, who's currently been working on the Tracks Racing Series. So um, at the moment they've started off with their Invitational Series, which went down at Silverstone a couple of weekends ago. Um, and it's a really interesting concept. So for those of you that haven't heard of it, it's uh, called um, Twitch Rivals or Tracks Rivals. And basically, not only are you racing for the race win, but you also have been assigned a rival who your job is to beat that rival. And if you beat that rival over the course of the season, um, I think you win about $100 worth of Bitcoin or something along those lines. So a really wow. interesting concept that I'm looking forward to hearing about. Yeah, definitely. Sounds really good. Uh, week after that, we get the name we mentioned tonight a lot, uh, Edward Foster from Anscar. So uh, he'll be joining us for a good old chat uh, that week to talk about Anscar and what it's like to win uh, an Anscar series, uh, what it takes to actually get that win. Um, so yeah, it'd be very, very interested to, to see that. Yeah. Uh, then we got following that. Thomas. Yeah, but then you got Thomas Hins, who is a Scops driver, and that falls on a round of Scops. So it's going to be great to be able to debrief the the Scops round with him and find out what he thought about the racing that went on. Yeah, definitely. And then final one in the patch of four that we will put a promo out art out for very soon is Barry Baldwin, another name we've mentioned tonight. Man behind Brady, Brady Baldwin. You're sounding oh. like the uh, <laughs> sounding like the Simspeed guys. Nah, just joking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shocker tonight, Could, like I said, been tight. This is a Ryan Brady, Jones moment all over the place. <laughs> it is. Brady Baldwin, uh, ODSC fame, uh, also is in his own right an extremely good uh, dirt track driver in real life. So it'd be very interesting to hear. He's going to have one hell of a story, put it that way. So I'm really looking forward to putting out about an hour and a half just to chat to him. So I uh, can't wait to, to get him on board and have a, have a big chat to him. So start thinking about your questions that you want to ask those four guests. Uh, put them in the Discord, which is lockedonlads.com slash Discord. will get you in there. Uh, you can have a chat and with us if you're not asking questions in there. And you can go check out the Man Cave podcast over there and also uh, all our other channels like Show Us Your Meat and uh, the Mental <laughs> Health channel and all that kind of stuff. So uh, definitely a good place to be. Lockedonlads.com for our content as well uh and the facebook locked on lads as well is the place to get that hopefully we might have some new socials coming up soon but until then they are the places to get us um where can they get you Braden? while we're talking about socials yeah so 
as I said last time, hopefully I'll stream this week's race uh, for the opening round of the Aussie Car Season 7. Um, you can find that at twitch.tv slash the 1D Wade. I didn't quite feel up to it last week, so I hid behind closed doors and just raced without streaming last week. Um, and if you want to chat, you can also hit me up on Twitter at Braden Talks. I think yeah, we wrap this one up, Pete. You look yeah, like you definitely. need a rest. Ah, uh, it's been a week. I tell you what, it's been a week. Uh, you spent one hundred twenty thousand dollars on vehicles, and you don't even have them. Ah, uh, it's been a, definitely a week. <laughs> That's a story for another time. But you can catch me at Wilco's Chill Zone as well on Twitter and Locked On Lads on Twitter. They're the places you can really interact with me personally. It's outside the Discord. Until next week, when we have the superstar Jamie Skeller on and the other superstar superstar Braden Martin on and we'll have obviously have a hold of locked on racing info to talk about next week as well. So until then, thanks for your time. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review and keep racing. Bye for now. Drive safe, drive fast.